My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Hello, humanoids. Ian from Square Circle History, and I want you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the fans, to decide who ends up on our ultimate Mount Rushmore of a given topic. And this week, we are covering the Mount Rushmore of commentators. Joining me this week is the ever opinionated but never duplicated. Brian, I'm impressed. I tried. I really tried to come up with something special for you. I, I didn't want to, you know, take the cheap way out and go lovely and talented. But, you know, I wanted to come up with something that I think you would appreciate because you, you are opinionated and that's not a negative thing. You you have something to say about everything that, that makes you uh, somebody who... Who would want to seek out your advice, you know? Not always everything. Okay. Um, and, of course, you can't be duplicated, so... Brian! What wrestling shirt are you wearing today? Actually, I am wearing an American Eagle sweatshirt. But, underneath it... Oh, God. I, <laughs> I am wearing yes. the original Kenny the Cleaner t-shirt. Ah. I think it's the original, with a Bullet Club one. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's, that's pretty cool. And, uh, pro Wrestling Tees. I got pro Wrestling Tees? Yes, sir. Yeah? And what do you have? What do you have there? What do you I have there? my Gorilla Monsoon Will You Stop shirt from uh, the old barbershop window. It is absolutely soft style, as was everything with my order that I ordered this shirt with. So, And I figured it was pretty appropriate to wear a Gorilla Monsoon shirt today. Yeah, yeah. If there was ever a time more appropriate to wear a Gorilla Monsoon shirt, it would be this time. Right here, I would say. Very appropriate. Yes. I would say so. And, as always, reading the lists for us is the lovely and talented Sarah. Hey, guys. With all that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling commentators. First up, Pat R. from Fall River with Jim Ross, Vince McMahon, Bobby Heenan, and Joey Styles. So we are starting off here, as usual, with Pat R. giving us the heavy hitters. And right at the beginning, we are going to mention good old J.R. Jim Ross, Oklahoma bonus owner. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> the guy who Vince McMahon said sounded too Southern and had to replace. Is that why they replaced him? Because he sounded too Southern? Sounded too Southern, and at one point Vince McMahon said that he wasn't cosmetically pleasing. Oh, well, <laughs> excuse me. I know. Give the guy a break. But he has Bell's palsy. Here's the thing. If he's too Southern, why why hire him in the first place? That's true. Why hire him? Because he's quite possibly the best in the game. The best there's ever been. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty, that killed him. 
think of all the legendary Jim Ross quotes. Oh, of course. Jezebel. Definitely, but... Whip him like a government mule. <laughs> Goofy as a pet comb. I'm here with myself and Dr. Death. Dr. Death. Oh, God, Dr. Death. The big hoss. <laughs> the big hoss. That might be my favorite one. Big stud. Look at that. Look at that big stud. And then we have Vince McMahon. One, two, oh, we got on. Kick I like Vince McMahon as a commentator. Yeah, Vince was great. I enjoyed it. Um... Yeah, he had a lot of a lot of good sayings. Just, he did. You know, what a maneuver! What a maneuver! Yeah. Who was your favorite pairing with uh, with Vince though? Was it Jesse? Vince and Jesse, I yeah, think, was definitely. the best pairing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, him and uh, Jerry Lawler had something going for a little while, but it was never as good as it was with Vince and Jesse. Right. And Savage was with him for a little while. Savage and Piper right? too. Right. But they were faces, weren't they? Like they were for a little while at least. Like Savage started out. You know, as a heel after WrestleMania seven, but then once he proposed to Elizabeth, he was the ultimate babyface. So, yeah, I don't think two babyfaces on commentary work. No, not at all. You need that balance. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. It also makes him far more entertaining when when even the commentators are fighting with one another. Right, definitely. And speaking of which, uh, Bobby Heenan gets a mention on here. Bobby Heenan finished, of course, at the top last week. Most votes for the uh, the Mount Rushmore of managers. And the multi-talented Bobby Heenan, here he is again on commentary, because he deserves to be there. And he'll finish first on this one, too. I don't know if he finishes first. I guarantee it. You, you guarantee it? I guarantee it. Uh, that's, uh... There's no way, no way, if you're a true wrestling fan, I don't care how old you are, Bobby Heenan needs to be on your list. He should be on every one of these lists again, just like last week. And if not, that's not fair to Flair. It's not fair to Flair. And then, oh my god, Pat R. Joey Styles, the voice of ECW, the one-man commentary team, legendary. Definitely legendary. Who else could pull off a commentating gig like Joey Styles? One-man booth, and he just he had it all, man. The ultimate storyteller, Joey Styles. He really did. He really did have it all. And I don't know why Vince didn't see what everybody else saw in Joey Styles. We got Joey Styles on Raw, but just for... A, probably like a six-month period. Yeah, not good. And, you know, going back to his ECW days, um, when What's-His-Face came in, the Jackal there, I, what, what's his name? I forgot his name. Cyrus. Cyrus. Cyrus yeah, the when, Virus. And they had Cyrus with Joey Styles. It wasn't the same. It's like Joey Styles was better on his own. It, it's funny because we just mentioned how the best commentary is, you know, uh, a, a heel and a babyface commentator. Except when it comes to Joey Styles. Joey Styles can cover it all. I mean, he doesn't need to necessarily be a, a, a heel commentator, but the way he tells a story, he doesn't He doesn't need backup. He doesn't need to feed off of somebody or bounce anything off of, as far as ideas go. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He was better by himself. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything he called. Um, and it was funny, because like, he would come out to the ring, he would do an interview, and then go back to his, you know, his little perch up there in the yes. ECW arena. Yes. And, uh, but in funny thing too is you never knew if he was like actually doing a live segment from there or from Paul Heyman's basement because it yeah, all that's the same <laughs> one uh, one moment that uh, I'm thinking about right now which is kind of funny for many reasons is what about the time when Brian Pillman showed up in ECW and he said he was going to yank out his Johnson and pee in the middle of the ring and as like security is like surrounding Brian Pillman there's Joey Styles right there he's like what are you doing put that 
and it wasn't even out. It wasn't even out. <laughs> but Joey made us believe it was out. Okay, Sarah, who's next? On the Mark shirt submits Lance Russell, Gordon Soley, Bill Watts, and Bobby Heenan. On the Mark shirts, they just got done with a campaign involving a psychosis shirt, so if you placed your order for that, good for you, because it was a really good-looking uh, good shirt. And oh my god, Brian, we have Lance Russell here. Any memories of Lance Russell? I, oh, come on, Brian. <laughs> I got a level with you. You don't have any memories of Lance Russell. I got a level with you. I have no idea what Lance Russell is called. Uh, what what federation was he in? Memphis. He was in Memphis. Memphis, yes. Yeah, I have no recollection of Lance Russell, so I'm going to have to go with a negative on that one. Oh, no. He, he did, you know, some NWA stuff as well, but he's probably most known for. Memphis, you know, calling. All right, when Jerry Lawler fought Terry Funk in the empty arena, mm -hmm. and Lance Russell w was standing there smoking a cigarette at the beginning, waiting for the guys to show up. Okay. And he was like, I don't know if these guys are gonna be here. Well, well, just wait till one o'clock. And then Terry Funk gets stabbed in the eye, and he goes, "Lance, my eye, <laughs> my eye, Lance. He, he got my eye." So, I just yeah. all right. It'll since you put it that way, yeah, you, you showed me that uh, empty arena match. Just like a, just like you know, a straight-laced guy, you know, more like a sports broadcaster than anything. If anything, I think he started out as like a weatherman. Really? Which is, you know, kind of a good way to start. You know, you're starting in, in television, you might as well you know, use that uh, use that exposure that you have there uh, and your love for the limelight, transfer that towards wrestling. Go smoke cigs in an empty arena and watch Terry Funk get his eye stabbed. My eye, Lance. <laughs> Then we have uh, uh, the great Gordon Soley. It's a Pier 6 brawl, Brian, a crimson mask. Uh, uh. It's definitely an iconic voice. <laughs> it's a very unique yeah, voice as I well. Mean, you know you listen to Gordon Soley when he comes on. There's no doubt about it. But I didn't listen to Gordon... Well, listen, I didn't watch a lot of Gordon Soley's stuff. Because for obvious reasons, like I've said before, just my allegiance lied with the WWE. Uh, uh. WWF. Whatever. <laughs> but he really was. I mean, even Jim Ross says that Gordon Soley is the greatest commentator of all time, and he certainly was the voice of the NWA in the 70s. I mean, he, he did the commentary for championship wrestling for Florida. He did Georgia championship wrestling, uh, went to world championship wrestling, commentated with Jim Ross, uh, the voice of the early Starcades. Actually, I don't know if you recall the first Starcade. I'm going to have to go back and watch Starcade. Now I can't remember. Well, we've, we've had a wild night tonight. Um, since, since Jim Ross said it, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. Like and, the internet. and speaking of that, the man who Jim Ross really looks up to, Bill Watts. Bill Watts was the voice of Mid-South Wrestling, uh, UWF, the Cowboy. Cowboy. The Cowboy. And he was like the, the quintessential sports broadcaster, just very, you know, dry, monotone, just telling you exactly what's going on in the ring. Um, you know, really getting emotional when he needed to, because of course, you know, you run the company, of course you're going to have to prove you're the top dog every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, another vote for Bobby Heenan here. Uh, do you have a, do you have a favorite Bobby Heenan call? Favorite Bobby Heenan call? <laughs> yeah, like, fa favorite thing Bobby Heenan said on commentary? Oh, man. Like when he says, Gorilla, Gorilla. <laughs> well, I told you last Shawn week. Shawn Michaels <laughs> has left the building. I know that's yours. You mentioned Who that. <laughs> Who cares? Or I used to love when Bobby Heenan would, would say that he was going to have like this wild after party. Like at WrestleMania 7, he was going to have a big after party of Sergeant Slaughter 1. And he'd say, and you're not invited, Gorilla! <laughs> I 
I'm not. Like I told you that last week, you know, when he told Gorilla, you know, I'll take you outside. Yes. Gorilla says, you know, he calls him out on it. And he's like, no, I got something to do. I got to call the match. <laughs> and, of so course, being the expert that he is, he had the brain scan. So just like in the NFL with the Telestrator, Bobby Heenan had his brain scan, and he would analyze the finishes of the matches, draw little doodles over freeze frames of things, and, you know, if it was Survivor Series, he would, you know, turn the move into, like, a turkey or something like that. But, I mean, Bobby Heenan was just... The king of heel commentators, of course. Oh, well, he was very... He was so quick and witty. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's got some quotes. How about when he was like, Remember, folks, fish are like relatives. After two days, they stink. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Stuff like that. What um, about the Coco Beware one? Oh, it's Coco... <laughs> you know, Coco Beware's mother's first name is Tupa. <laughs> God, I love it. It never gets old. It never gets old. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? The next submission is from Shep from Shepland. Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, Mauro Ronaldo, and Gorilla Monsoon. Okay, so we got a vote for Mauro Ronaldo, somebody who... He got his start in independent wrestling, but was really known for commentating MMA. He was the voice of pride with Boss Rutan for years, and then he transitioned into doing commentary for New Japan, as well as NXT Strike, and WWE. Strike Force. Strike Force, there you go, yep. We got Mom bought out. Yeah, I mean, Moro brought um, excitement yes. with him, you know. Yes. And did you ever watch his uh, documentary? The Bipolar Bear or yeah, something like that? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's called Bipolar Bear, or, but it's, it's about his bipolar disorder. Yeah. And, man, it's it's pretty fascinating. I urge anyone who is a fan of Moro or just a fan of documentaries, period, just check it out. It's, uh, it's pretty good. No, and I mean, it, it, it says something... Um, as somebody who can, you know, kind of relate to, you know, that whole mental disorder thing, it's uh, it says something that he's able to, you know, go out there and perform, like, every time he's out there. Every time he's out there, Mauro Ronaldo has a uh, distinguishable, recognizable voice. He's probably the, the ultimate combat sports commentator right now, I would say. I mean, I, I think if UFC could get him, they would get him. They don't blame him. Um, speaking of which, did you hear that they wanted to sign Mike Goldberg for a while. Yes, I did hear that. They really wanted to stick it to UFC and get Mike Goldberg. And I think, and it was so close to happening. Too. Yeah, I heard that. And I think Mike Goldberg would be great um, on wrestling and probably better than Michael Cole. I mean... Yeah, I agree with you. And where is Mike Goldberg now? Bellator? Bellator, I believe. Okay. Yeah. He's a phenomenal broadcaster. I do I do notice that uh, UFC, they're... I know we're not talking about UFC here, but their broadcasters are really, really good. No matter who they have on. Yeah. Daniel Cormier. Um, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Ultimate analyst. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, they could easily come to the WWF, WWE, and uh, fit right in. Like a glove. Like a glove. Uh, do you have a favorite Gorilla Monsoon call? Oh, man, there's so many. I know. Jam-packed to the rafters. The irresistible <laughs> force meets the, the immovable object. object. Yeah. This place is going bananas, Jess. It's jam-packed to the rafters. And when you see multiple empty seats. Well, oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. He got him right in the bread basket. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gorilla Monsoon. Like, and how about the time it was Hulk Hogan against Terry Funk in the Philadelphia Spectrum. It's the end of 1985. Terry Funk is doing his whole middle-aged and crazy gimmick. 
and he goes over to Gorilla Monsoon and takes a swing at him. And Gorilla Monsoon isn't sure if this is, you know, legit or not. Right. So he throws down his glasses and puts his dukes up, and he's ready to go at it with Terry Funk. And well, Terry Funk just backs off. That was kind of like Bobby Heaton and Brian Pillman in WCW. Yes. You remember that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Heenan with a, with a hurt neck, you know, made it clear to WCW he did not want any physical activity whatsoever. I think he even had it in his contract, too. And there goes Brian Pillman, the unpredictable Brian Pillman, going up to him and trying to rip off his jacket. And Bobby Heenan dropping an F-bomb on live television. Bobby wasn't having it. Yeah, I think that's the one time somebody ever got to Bobby Heenan. He walked off set. He, 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 just, he threw down his headset and then walked back and apologized immediately. <laughs> and said he though. still liked Brian Pillman. So. Um, how about when, uh, when someone like get, get hit in the nuts? And <laughs> Gorilla was like... He's going to audition for the Vienna Boys Choir. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, and how about Jim Ross? Did, I know we've we've already thrown out a ton of Jim Ross, you know, calls, but Jim Ross is there. Is there something special about Jim Ross calling uh, a, a, a big match? Is is Jim Ross the guy you want to get to call a match that you really need to get over? Or something special? Yeah, I believe so. I. I've been to a lot of shows where I was sitting on the side of the commentators when they were up. I mean, I guess they still are up uh, on that little perch thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, I remember it was Jim Ross and, and Jerry Lawler dis- distinctively. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching JR call the match. And he's rocking back and forth, back and forth on his chair and just going nuts. Yeah. And it was, it was fun to watch that, just watching his reaction to what he was calling. And I think that that brought out his emotion. Where he was just like so into it, and he's into everything he calls. He is. And I mean, I know he's saying he never lost a step, and he still, you know, loves what he does. And I believe he loves what he does because otherwise, why would he be doing it? I mean, I'm sure he doesn't need the money. But I don't hear the same passion as what he had in uh in WWE. And I think WWE was his best run. And do you think that could possibly because he doesn't feel the need to be passionate about the product, meaning? Think about the times when Jim Ross was his most passionate. He was calling matches for The Rock, for Stone Cold, for The Undertaker, for Mankind, some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Now he's calling matches in AEW where beyond, you know, Chris Jericho, Cody, the occasional John Moxley match, is there really a match in AEW that, that Jim Ross could, you know really put over as being a big deal. I, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't think the talent is there for him to tell a story properly. No, and in the WWE, he had, those were his friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, he And he wants, signed most of them. Right, and he wants to put everything he had behind that. And I think he goes to AEW and he sees these guys flipping around and doing all this crazy shit, and it's just not his thing, mm-hmm. you know? He's made it clear, I mean, he doesn't like that all the time, you know? So... Yeah, but when you get when you get signed to a million dollar contract, I mean anything's gonna sound like well, yeah. a five star match. <laughs> no, I get it, I get it. But like I said, I mean his buddies were in WWE, and he signed like you said, he signed most of them, even the girls, you know. He did. He yeah. signed most of them, so he put everything behind that, and he wanted to get those guys over. And I'm not saying he doesn't want to get these guys over. I'm not saying that at all. But it's it's almost like I don't know. There's no bridges there with these guys. Yeah, he doesn't have that connection. Right. And I mean. Something we're also not considering. He's also a lot older now. Yeah, the attitude error uh, when he was at his best. You know, he was more energetic. He was more lively. Now, not so energetic, not no. so lively, and and he's also been through a lot of you know, 
personal uh, tragedies. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Next is a list from Steve from Connecticut, Rhode Island, with Vince McMahon, Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura, and Jerry the King Lawler. So all WWF commentators there. Puppies! Puppies, yep. Jerry the King Lawler. Former uh, legendary wrestler that transitioned into a commentary position, and I have to say transitioned very well. Um, You know, the legendary commentary duo of JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, That was a good combo. Yeah, the voice of the Attitude Era. Yeah, I I like that combo. I like Gorilla and Heenan better. Yes, yes. I like Vince and Jesse the Body better. Well, I think if we were going to rank those those commentary duos, because I do have a question on here, is what do you think the greatest commentary duos are? But, oh. of, of course, Heenan and Gorilla, number one. What? Vince and Jesse, number two. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Vince and Jesse, number three. JR and King, number two. No, I disagree. Really? Yeah. Okay. Vince and Jesse. I just said it. God damn it. You're not listening again. You want to go sit in the corner? Vince and Jesse. No, I'm over that. <laughs> Do you, do you want to revisit this? <laughs> Not this early in the show. All right, well, no. It's Heenan Gorilla, number yep. one. Jesse Vince, number two. Okay. And then your boy... JR and the King? No, Mongo and Shivani. Oh, no, I'm joking. Wow, that's way off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, yeah, JR and King. Is Steve McMichael on uh, on your list? Of course he's on my list. With his little dog, Pepper? Pepper. Bobby the Stain. <laughs> Uh, who else do we have on there? Yeah, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is getting a lot of votes, and you got to think, I mean, when the WWF began airing on television, uh, that was their, their anchor right there, Vince McMahon. Brian, what do you think makes a good commentator? Chemistry with your partner. Or in Joey Styles, um, Styles is his, Joey Styles uh, case, just excitement, um, emotion, man. That, that's the word I'm looking for. You're going to bring emotion out of yourself, out of the match that you're, you're calling, and you want to evoke emotion out of the people you're calling the match for. And every time, Joey Style, I, I watched, you know, I got a lot of those ECW pay-per-views and lo- loved, loved, loved watching it because of Joey Styles. Even if it was like, you know, the Dirt Bike Kid versus Mikey Whipwreck. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, Joey would just, he'd, he'd grab you and, you know, hold bring you in and he tells a great yeah, story he, he knows how to attention. tell you a great story he held your attention and that's what you want you want to hold people's attention and that's also something so simple that a lot of commentators don't do is pay attention yep they don't pay attention to what's going on in the ring no. they'll be talking about something else they'll be talking about what's going on next week what's going on tomorrow night pay attention to what's going on in the ring right then and there because you're telling that story you should be acting as if you're you're calling this show for a, a blind person yeah, I've heard that. Tell them exactly what you see, exactly what's going on. Paint the perfect picture for them. Yes, I've heard that uh, that being used as an example before, and you're right. It, they, that's exactly what they should do. You know who was underrated as a commentator? Who's that? Opinion? Coach. The coach, yeah. Jonathan Coachman, yeah. to me, was very underrated, and I doubt he's even on anybody's list. I wish no, he was. he's not. That'd no. be cool if he was. He's not on mine, anyway, but I mean... I think it'd be cool to see him on. He's there. not, uh, Kevin Kelly's not either. I didn't like Kevin Kelly. I didn't really. Yeah, two guys that came around around the same time, along with Michael Cole. Yeah. Josh Michael... Matthews. Eh. Yeah. It was just. No. You know what was a good duo that I kind of liked at the time was, uh, Michael Cole and Taz. 
Taz is a good commentator. But I noticed Taz now on AEW, he's a badass in the ring when he's caught in a promo, but when he gets commentary, he just clams right up, and he's not a yeah. badass anymore. Well, I, I almost think, too, is there's way too many people on that commentary team in AEW. I mean, what do you think is the is the sweet number for commentary? Two people? I think two. I think that's, Some that's say all you three, need. But. You know, three's all right. I mean, I, I think three's pushing it, but... I think two is that two is that perfect number. Or if you got somebody like Joey Styles who can do it on his own, great. But that's that's rare. That's a very rare find. Two is great, but three is a crowd. Ha 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 ha! Isn't it also great for commentators that have catchphrases too? Like what? Bagout. Bagout. Yeah. Bagout I don't know if he meant that though. Like, I don't think he meant that to be his catchphrase. I think he just. Oh, uh, what about it's a slobber knocker for? Well, all right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that he did. But like the other stuff was just. And that was his emotions coming out. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, I guess you're right. King with puppies. Yeah. What did McMahon have? What a maneuver. What a maneuver. Gorilla was jam-packed to the rafters. Will you stop? Will you stop? Uh, I liked when Jesse got mad at Joey Morella for turning a blind eye on yes. <laughs> in Hogan matches. I'd know. like to say hello to my friends Terry Tyrell and Jane up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Every WrestleMania. Did he really? Yeah. You remember these people's names? Well, it's his family. I mean, why do I know his family's names? That's I guess that's another issue. But I mean, no, I just remember that every year at WrestleMania, he would always say hi to the same people. You're sick. Yeah, I know. I know. It's <laughs> too much wrestling for you, Ian. Way yep. too much wrestling for you. Never. Oh, Sarah, how do you do it? <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? The Blue Lou votes for Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Jerry Lawler, and Taz. So finally, we got Tony Schiavone. Gonna vote for Tony Schiavone here. This is the greatest night in the history of our great sport. Every Monday was the greatest night. When I was a kid, I hated Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Like SummerSlam '88, '89, I think called both of those, and yep. I just wasn't into it. I, I I wanted my Vince McMahon. I wanted you yeah. know my Jesse. I wanted my Gorilla. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Jesse and Gorilla was a great combo too, by the way. But I wanted those guys on commentary. I did not want Tony Schiavone, and I used to get so mad. And now, even like on Nitro, I didn't really love Tony Schiavone. I liked Mike Tanay. Yeah? I didn't mind Mike Tanay. Because Mike Tanay was like you. He was kind of like a savant, you know what I mean? He <laughs> came, up with all the, came up with all these facts and factoids and stuff. But now, I appreciate Tony Schiavone a lot more. Um, I listen to the pod, his podcast and you know the watch-alongs there and stuff like that. And I can appreciate him. I can appreciate him in AEW. I think he's, I think he does a better job than Jim Ross in AEW. To be yeah, honest, I, I think he's definitely the opinion. voice of that company. And he's, uh, I don't know, he's kind of like the Bob Saget of wrestling, I would say, because, you know, Bob Saget was this this edgy, raunchy comedian, but you know, had to suppress all of that to be the the wholesome face of a company like. You know Jim Crockett Promotions or WCW or whatever. Um, when in reality he he's a he's a douchebag. Well, I mean <laughs> I, I don't know if I say that because he actually seems like a, a genuinely funny person, but uh, he's not a nice person. Well, I mean if you listen to his stand-up comedy, he's really yeah. not a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's hilarious. Though. No, he is. I, I agree. Love I love listening to him. You also you also enjoy listening to Gilbert Gottfried, but <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I bet you like Bobcat Goldway, too. Yeah, he's alright. Ugh. God. Uh, and we got we got to mention here for Taz. Taz on commentary. Uh, somebody who had a career-ending injury and 
was able to continue living out his dream of being in the wrestling business and turned out to be a pretty solid commentator. Yeah, he's a good commentator. Good wrestler. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't love the pick, but I can see why someone would put him on their list. He's good enough. Good enough to make somebody's list, not mine. Probably yours. Well, Taz didn't make my list, but I'll tell you what, I did see... I met Taz one time. I'm sorry. <laughs> did he choke you out? No. Did he but, put you in a kata hot No, but I had to relay a story to him, and I think I know I've mentioned it on on the show before. Was I was at an ECW show, and the main event was Taz versus Bubba Ray Dudley, and Bubba Ray Dudley body slammed Taz right on top of my foot, and I couldn't move. Right. Uh, so I had to relay that message to Taz and say, "Hey, you know, Bubba body slammed you on my foot one time." He said, "Oh, where was that?" I said, oh, Fall River. And he said, oh, that's right next to Cape Cod, right? Eh, kind of. Not really. Not really, but, you know. Like, Taz, you have no sense of direction, brother. Mm. Just telling that? No, I didn't say that, because he might But you me. survived. That's a plus. He let you survive, so. Yeah, because he let me. Right, he let you survive. So yeah. that was, that's a plus. So you're here with me today. Yeah. We wouldn't be doing this unless... i got to thank Taz for, uh, for this whole podcast. I know, huh? We owe a lot to Taz, yep. then. Damn. Oh, thanks, Taz. Sarah, who's next? The next submission is from Mikey from the Streets, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura, and Jim Ross. What did you think of Jesse Ventura and WCW? I liked it. I liked Jesse Ventura. I think Jesse Ventura was the best commentator they had. Uh, Jim Ross, I know everyone's going to say, oh, but Jim Ross was there with Jesse, and that was a good duo also. Mm-hmm. But Jesse brought out the humor, the, you know... The ha-ha moments, you know, and I hate to use that because everyone's using that ha-ha shit now. But, no, just, you know, he brought, you know, the funny parts of Jim Ross. I like Jesse. We, yeah. Remember when he had, like, his head, it was completely shaved, and he just had that little ponytail on the back. <laughs> Jesse knew how to get heat. Yes, he did. And I loved how he always had that grudge against Hulk Hogan. Always. Always had a grudge <laughs> against him. Oh, man. And you look, you look back on it now, and it's like, Hogan was kind of... Taking Jesse's whole shtick. Well, yeah, that's why he was pissed off about it. Yeah, and and how about Jesse being the guy that wanted to unionize wrestling, and Hulk Hogan was the one that stooged him out to Vince. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and Jesse's the reason why wrestlers get royalty checks now. Right. So, yeah, they owe a lot to Jesse, though, so, huh? th- Yeah, they, they definitely owe a, a lot to him, and I mean, come on, he's awesome and predator, too. Oh, of course he was. What else was he at? <laughs> Predator. Oh, boy. Oh, he was in uh, the Batman movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was he really? Mr. Freeze? Yeah, he played one of the guards. Because he's really good friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, see. The things you learn, huh? Yep. But what do you say, like, okay, so Mikey from the streets here, he's got Bobby Heenan and Jesse Ventura, the the two biggest heel commentators of the 80s. Uh, and then Gorilla Monsoon and Jim Ross... Uh, two really loved voices from the 80s and, you know, 90s in Ross's case. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, going back to a few podcasts ago, a lot of these announcers, we're seeing they go by them going by different um, eras in the wrestling business, mm-hmm. like Gorilla, Heenan, you know, the 80s. Then you have Joey Styles on some people's, the Attitude Era, Jim Ross with the Attitude. But, Jim, I guess that's subject to people's opinions because are they talking about Jim Ross in the Attitude Era or are they talking about Jim Ross in WCW? Are they talking about good old JR right now? Which mm-hmm. I doubt, but... Um, you know what I mean? So the, it's going through different eras. Kind of like a uh, a slow car ride. You know what I mean? Through the 80s, 90s, uh, yes. today. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 
chocolate cake. The chocolate cake runs. That's yes. what it was. Not the chocolate cake runs. That sounds like they, they had a problem eating <laughs> chocolate cake. But I mean, they, they, they go they say they were going to go have chocolate cake, but they'd actually go smoke weed. That's that's the point I was trying to make. <laughs> hey, here's a little fact for you. Did you know that Jim Ross hates the cowboy hat? Or at least that one time he hated the he cowboy hat. He did. I mean, you know he embraced it. He I mean, had to embrace it. I mean, that, yeah. that became his character. Well, Good old JR. He said that, you know, he loves it now because that's his moneymaker. Sure. You know? But yeah, you're right. When McMahon wanted him to wear it, he did not want to wear it at all. Ah, you sound like you're from the South, huh? <laughs> ah, you're from the South. You're, you're, you're riding a horse, huh? You're, you're, riding, you're riding a horse to the river. Uh, how about a cowboy hat, huh, JR? Uh, how about a cowboy hat? Vince was so mean to JR. <laughs> all, all over the years. Firing JR because he got Bell's palsy, saying he's not cosmetically pleasing for television. <laughs> I mean, all, all the times he's fired this guy. And the last time JR was fired was because he got drunk and hosted a video game panel at a SummerSlam weekend. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, him and Ric Flair. CM Punk was there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah you there. know. They were Good both old drunk. JR and yeah. me, Minnesota. Oh, God. Yeah, he's got a slur now, Ric Flair, huh? Poor guy. Yeah. Ric Flair is, uh,. Style Prime and profile. false teeth. Because you know his teeth aren't real. I mean, at his age... You don't think Ric Flair's teeth are real? Those choppers aren't real, man. Really? He's slurring and everything like that. You think he's always drunk? Is that why he's always slurring? Well... I think he's trying to get used to those choppers, man. Hey, that's Chompers. Awesome. Chompers? You think they're diamond-crusted N- teeth? Well, no, because we see them on TV. We know they're not diamond-crusted. Mm, that's true. I, I don't know. I just feel like if I were Ric Flair and I was styling and profiling, wanting the best of everything... Alligator sneakers... Custom made suits, Carreras, Rolex, custom made from head to toe. Woo! I don't know what point I was making there. I kind of just went off. Yeah, no. Oh no, but if if you know he wants the best of everything, wouldn't you think he'd want the best teeth too? Well, they probably gave him the best teeth, but he probably just can't get adjusted to it. Yeah, maybe, maybe a Sensodyne's messing with him. I don't know. Uh, that's possible. I don't know, Ian. I'm not him. Uh, well, I'm not he. You know Whatever. He- he, he him. He him. Okay. Mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm, him. Oh, wasn't that the best? That's one of the, one of the best episodes of Married to Children ever. Go with him. And how could Al not know that that was a Beatles song? I didn't know it was a Beatles song. Oh, until right. you just told me. Oh, all right then. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Really? Jordan. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a Beatles song. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's the name of the song? Go with him. Go with him. <laughs> mm-hmm, him. <laughs> love these side tangents. We can't talk about wrestling all the time, can we? <laughs> oh, alright. You can. Oh, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> alright, Sarah. He talks about wrestling to sleep. <laughs> I do, actually. I, I do. do. I gotta get Hulk. I gotta get help for Hulk. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. Get, I was waving. Right. I was waving for, for help for Hulk. Somebody's gonna help him out. Uh, Sarah's like, what are you doing? Wake up. <laughs> Slapping you. I was afraid he was going to slap me. <laughs> no, you were, you were Hulk's help. He was afraid he probably hugged you. <laughs> okay, Sarah, who's next? Jordan in Tennessee brings us Jim Ross, Joey Styles, Jerry Lawler, and Tony Schiavone. Another vote there for Tony Schiavone. Another vote there for Joey Styles. The voice of ECW, the voice of WCW. That. And then, then the, that, the Attitude Error commentary team, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler. What do you think was the best match Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler called? Jesus Christ, there's so many. Who did Jesus Christ fight? Pontius Pilate? Was no, a death no match? against Vince McMahon when he didn't show up. Oh, that's right, that's right. 
Shawn Michaels and God, and God set yes. him up. Jesus Christ was not there. Wow. Hell in a Cell. Mick Foley. Undertaker. Okay. That was Jim Ross's best call. You don't think it was Jerry Lawler's best call, too? No, no! no. I mean, all, all Jerry Lawler did was scream. Ah! That's all Jerry Lawler ever did was screaming. It's like puppies. Lance! <laughs> but, you know what? Jerry Lawler was awesome at making fun of Stu and Helen Hart. Yes. And so was. was Bobby Heenan. Yeah, but I think... Oh, wait. Yeah, Heenan was better at it. Yeah, Survivor Series 93 in Boston. <sighs> Stu's coming to the ring with the Boston Bruins jacket. Yeah. Got the picture of the bear on the back, and... What's Helen doing on his jacket? <laughs> What's Helen's face doing on his jacket? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Brett was... Well, I know Brett was not happy with Jerry Lawler's comments about... About Stu and but Helen. don't they have, like, on YouTube, don't they have, like, a whole montage of, uh... Bobby Heenan making fun of Stu and Helen? Throughout <laughs> that Survivor they Series? They do. It's, uh, uh... Another awesome podcast, the OSW Review. Yeah. They're in Ireland. They they review pay-per-views one at a time, you know, old school chronological order, and they do a magnificent job of pulling those things, those, those things together. I mean, they have an awesome montage of heel Bob Backlund. Um, oh, they've got a whole montage of, of Bob Backlund just doing the duck walk. Really? Yeah, and they have it set to that one part in that Ace of Base song that goes na 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 na. <laughs> so every time he does the duck walk, it goes na 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 na. So every time you hear Ace of Base, you'll think of Bob back like, Yes, sir! Oh, man, people have too much time on their hands. <laughs> yeah, I know, look at us. <laughs> I don't have time, though, that's a thing. <laughs> I don't have the time. That's why you always ask, how many how many lists do we have how many, how many more lists do we have? Sarah, please. <laughs> Next we have Bobby on the Beat with Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, and Jesse Ventura. So what do you think? Bobby's usually pretty close. Pretty close to guessing the Mount Rushmore. And I know that Mikey from the Streets doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a little uh, little beef going on between Mikey I think uh, so. I think Mike, Mike, Mike wants to take the role of the Mount Rushmore savant. But Bobby is just clenching onto that title. And, and Mike just doesn't like that. And he wants to know, like, how, how am I going to get in that into that top spot? It's kind of like when The Rock was on Stone Cold Steve Austin's, you know, coattails. And <laughs> it's like, what, what can I do? What can I do to surpass this guy? Uh, but Bobby with Gorilla, Bobby, JR, and Jesse Ventura. Is that going to be the, the final four at the end? What do you think? It was almost my final four at the end. Yeah. It almost was. That's pretty damn close, man. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty close. Bobby might have it. It might be between Ventura and Vince, I would say. Which says a lot right there. I mean, great, at, at great the duo end. right there. Great pairing. Saturday Morning Superstars. That was the voice of Saturday Morning Superstars in the 80s. Yes, definitely. Who did uh, who did Shotgun Saturday Night? Who was... Vincent Sonny. Ugh. That's how it started out. Vince and Sonny. Yikes. And then I believe it was mm, Kevin Kelly and Jim Cornette, maybe? Really? Yeah. And, you know, I can see Jim Cornette as a good announcer. Yeah. But the problem is, anybody that's a commentator... Commentator, I'm sorry, I said announcer. Oh, well, whatever. But anybody who's a commentator for WWF has to deal with Vince in their ear. And shouting instructions at them, telling them what to say, what not to say. I mean, Mick Foley tried out to be a commentator and didn't last because he couldn't stand Vince being in his ear the whole time. Right. And I heard that Vince, uh, 
he didn't really scold Jerry Lawler. No. Too often. No. But he would, he would be all over JR. All over JR. And I, I think it was because, you know, Jerry Lawler told him up front, like, I've been doing this far longer than you have. Right. What are you going to tell me? But so was so had JR. I mean, he had been doing it forever. Right? Yeah, and he was under under the tutelage, under the wing of Cowboy Bill Watts. What about um Paul Heyman? Yes, yeah, so he he'll get a mention on here soon. Oh, does he? But yeah, I always thought Paul Heyman or Paulie Dangerously, whatever you want to call him, uh, him and JR, I always thought was a great yeah. commentary team, and they called the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania Seventeen. Yep, I would say so. That yeah, he was he was good. I mean, uh. He, uh, he knew how to get on the Jim Ross's skin. Yes, he did. <laughs> Legitimately, yes. Right. Yes. But that was great because a pissed off JR is a great JR. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's for sure. Do you have like a like a dream pairing? A dream commentary pairing? I don't think you can get any better than Heenan and Gorilla. Okay, but But what? maybe Heenan and Jim Ross if they had done it longer together? Yeah, because they, they definitely have, but they, they didn't really... You know, really get to learn. They uh, never got to jive. Right, the chemistry wasn't right. there at least from the beginning. They they needed the practice together. I think they would have been a good duo. However, what about Bobby Heenan and Joey Styles? Uh, I don't know, man. Think about how riled up Joey Styles would get when the Dudley Boys would come out, and you know he'd just be going off on them, going crazy on them. And what if he had Bobby Heenan to feed off of, and Heenan saying, you know, how much he loves the Dudley Boys and. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I, I know what you're saying. Or what about Joey Styles and Jesse Ventura? I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm just so used to listening to Joey Styles by himself. Yeah. Okay. I, you know. Okay. Because when he went, when he went to the WWE, and had who was it? Lawler. He was calling. Who's he calling commentary with? I feel like it. It was him, Lawler, and maybe one other person in the booth. Maybe Coach. Right, and it just wasn't the same. It yeah. wasn't the same for Joey. But, but I think Bobby Heenan with anybody would, like you said, it'd be. It'd be gold. But towards the end in WCW, Bobby was really phoning... I, I don't know if I can say he was phoning it in, but people that he was working with, whether it be Tony Schiavone, whether it be Mike Today, you know, people just... He didn't have that chemistry. I don't think they they knew how to take him. I don't think yeah. Schiavone knew how to feed off of him like, you know, Gorilla did. Yeah. You know, it's, is, it's, like you said, it's chemistry. It all goes back to chemistry, and they just didn't have that with Schiavone. Even though they worked together for a while, they were together for a long time just never got to that level. Some things just sound a lot better on paper. And you can you could hear he was throwing him a softball, man, mm-hmm. you know, to crush it out of the park and Shivani wouldn't take the bait. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Shivani <laughs> who always insisted that his seat be higher than everybody else's seat. Oh boy. <laughs> Slapdick. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? Mike the Wolverine has on his list Gorilla Monsoon, Jerry Lawler, Bobby Heenan, and Jesse Ventura. So Mike the Wolverine with just about the same list as Bobby on the beat. Um, all you do is swap out Jim Ross for Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, but how can Jim Ross not be on a list? I think Heenan and Jim Ross have to be there. Heenan and Jim Ross. Yep. Yeah. And Gorilla, my opinion. Because, I'm, you know, I'm an 80s baby. Mm-hmm. So, I just... Love that duo, man. We're getting there. Love we're that we're getting duo. close. How yeah. many more lists? <laughs> How many more lists does this guy have? Oh, Art Donovan. Art Donovan. Donovan. And there's no better time than right now to talk about the great Art Donovan. The king of the ring, 1994. Vince obviously lost a bet. 
And football legend. Was he a football legend? I yes. think he was. Yeah, because I remember seeing old clips of him on David Letterman. And, uh, yeah, Art Donovan, who hadn't commentated a day or a second in his life, and it was completely clear um, <laughs> when he just sat in with Gorilla and Randy Savage to commentate an entire three-hour broadcast. And the most he would contribute really was, how much is this guy away? That's a big guy. Look at him. Oh, that guy's a cutie. <laughs> hey, you guys like doing this? How much are those two way together? <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> this guy's a scrapper. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It pretty was. I, I can only imagine being Gorilla or Randy Savage just having to... Because there's a whole point where they just ignore him. They just start ignoring him. Right. He'll, he'll say something and they'll just move on to another topic. That's almost what they had to do. <laughs> <laughs> How do you work around this guy? You can't... God, that, I, I'd love to know that the 100% factual reason why Art Donovan was chosen to commentate on this paper. Oh, look at... I mean, how about that schmuck that commentated Raw with McMahon? What was his name? Mike Adamley? Yeah, him. Oh, no, no you're not talking Adam Rob Lee. Bartlett? Rob Bartlett, the comedian. that's what I'm talking about. Rob yeah. Bartlett, the comedian, yeah. Like, why? Why? Yeah. No, Vince found him to be funny. They were in the New York market. They got a New York comedian. Funny how? Exactly. Exactly. Like a clown, but not oh. like a good clown. That was awful. Are you scared of clowns? I'm not scared of clowns. Me either. But I know a lot of people that are. Why? I don't understand. Is it because of It? The It movie? Might be It. Might be The Joker. Might be uh, uh, the, the serial killer. Uh, Gacy. Gacy was a clown? Yeah. Gacy. What was his name? John Wayne Gacy. He was a clown? He dressed up as a clown. He called himself Pogo the Clown. Pogo oh, really? the Party yeah. Clown. and That's how he would get his, his victims. I had no Mostly idea. children. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be kind of scary, no? Homie the Clown. Homie don't play that. I, I used to love when um, Teddy Long would, would use... He would use that phrase when In Living Color was really just starting to make it. That would be that. his catchphrase. And Homie don't play that. You should have said Teddy don't play that. He should have said Teddy don't play that because it's just complete plagiarism right there. Just <laughs> stealing a popular television show's catchphrase. Literally. That'd be like Jeez. Sting going out there and going, Woo! Don't have a cow, man! <laughs> like... Like Karumba. Like Karumba. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Imagine Vader coming out going, Pig! Pig! Him. <laughs> Harley Race, it's tool time! <laughs> Sarah's next. Next up is Cashman in Plymouth, Gorilla Monsoon, Gordon Soley, Bobby Heenan, and Jim Ross. Those are some pretty iconic names right there. Gorilla and Heenan, that, you know, we've already established. That's the, the greatest commentating duo of all time. Jim Ross, another legend, and the great Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley. I'm sure he has some wild party stories. I'm sure you think he, so? Yeah, I think so. Late 70s, down in Florida... I don't know, Ian. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Gordon Soley... Gordon Soley has seen his share of stuff. I think he went to, like, you know, after the shows, he'd go to strip clubs and uh-uh. stuff like that. You don't think so? Yes. You know, why'd you say, uh-uh? That's the noise he makes. Uh-uh. Oh. Like, huh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that, yeah. Sassafrai. Sassafrai. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. All right. But yeah, Gordon Soley. I, I don't know. I don't see him, you know... I can't see him with a stripper on his lap and uh, you know. But you know, glass of Jack on the rocks. You know I, I, mean? I heard that that Mean Gene was a big. Uh, 
Well, Mean Gene showed it. Guy. He yeah. showed it. Watch Holy Legends balls. House. Watch Legends House. <laughs> You'll see how much of a pervert Mean Gene was. Hello, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was awesome. <laughs> it was he great. Was- his he was are... so creepy, but I loved it. And he was a, he was a commentator in AWA. Was he? So yeah, he's got some commentary experience, and he even did some commentary on like the Coliseum videos and, and stuff like that. So hmm. he just had a great voice. Yeah, he had yeah. a great voice. How about Lord Alfred Hayes? Roddy. 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 Promotional consideration paid for by the fuck. Oh, iconic man! That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Vince always had to have like that British guy. Like now he's got like Nigel McGuinness and Wade Barrett. Back then it was Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah, but who was in between? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. I just realized that after I said that. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense because now he's got the uh, NXT UK. Yeah. What if he had like the Americans calling NXT UK and the UK guys just calling the American NXT? Wow. I mean, severe case of dyslexia, I guess. I like it. <laughs> steal it. I want you over here, and I want you over here. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, who's next? Danny and Dartmouth submits Jim Ross, Joey Styles, Mike Tanay, and Taz. So we got a vote here from Mike Tanay. Mike Tanay, who brought us all up to speed on the cruiserweights in WCW, and then he was the voice for TNA for a long time. Very knowledgeable commentator. Yeah, he was a savant, man. That guy knew everything about Mexico. It was insane. He was a big tape trader uh, back in the day. How do you know? I, I, you hear things, man. You just hear things here and there. And I just so happen to hear things about Mike Tanay. And he had it like he had like the best Japanese collection, and he sold it off a couple years ago. On VHS or on VHS? DVD. Did he yeah. did he convert him to DVD though? That I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna guess. Stumped no. your ass again. Oh god, this is gonna be a <laughs> weekly thing. And and Mike came out and said it's like the it's like stump the truck or stump the trunk on uh, that metal show or what used to be that metal show on VH1. Who, Eddie Trump. With Eddie Trunk, yeah. He, Trump. Trump. Trunk. Trump. Trump. Chump. Chump. Eddie Trump. <laughs> And we got, we got another vote for Taz here on commentary. And Joey Styles, you know what I used to love with Joey Styles? How enthusiastic he, how enthusiastically he would call like a certain move. Like it wouldn't just be a hurricanrana; it'd be a Hunan Kanrana. Joey Styles. Joey Styles. Yeah. And a Heinekenrana. The Heinekenrana. Catfight! Catfight! <laughs> <laughs> and I would just love it when he would just get so mad. Like, just get so mad at the Dudleys and just, like, start swearing on camera just at, at the sight of them. And how he initially hated Joel Gertner, hated the sight of Joel Gertner, everything about him, but then they became, like, a, a commentary duo on TNN. Yeah, they did, right? Oh, but, man, TNN. Poor ECW. Oh, the potential TNN. Could, ECW on TNN could have been something so big if the network would have just cooperated. But why didn't they? Like, why wouldn't you want a better product on your network? They were only using ECW as a stepping stone to negotiate with WWE because their contract was coming up on USA and they wanted to prove to uh, WWE... Well, it was actually WWF at the time, but they wanted to prove to Vince, you know, like, hey, look, we have wrestling over here. We can can do something for you. And they did. They, They basically used ECW to get to WWE and... ECW had to die for it. Paul Heyman got outsmarted by the network. 
the 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 storyline that he booked about the network taking over the company. It really happened. I thought that was a shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> what happened. It is. It's what exactly it what happened, but I mean, whether he turned it into a storyline or vice versa, that that's exactly what happened and that led to the death of ECW. Sarah, who do we have next? The list from JC from EP includes Vince McMahon, Gorilla Monsoon, Jim Ross, and Tony Schiavone. All right, that's you know some we're we're starting to see a lot of the the same names coming up again, a lot of repeats here. Why don't we uh, why don't we have you read the next list as well, Sarah? Steve the Savage chose his four as Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, Gorilla Monsoon, and Gordon Soley. Hey, two votes there for Vince McMahon. Jim Ross, of course, is being mentioned again. No vote for Bobby Heenan, either one of those lists. Uh, and then another one for Gordon Soley there. Uh, but Sarah, why don't you read the next one too? Or eight. <laughs> <laughs> the next list is from TTD Wrestling with Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, Bobby Heenan, and Gorilla Monsoon. So TTD Wrestling is a great graphic designer on Instagram. And my favorite piece that or my favorite series of pieces that they've been coming out with are these WWF Hasbro pieces. So what they'll do is say, Series 1 of Hasbro action figures had 12 names in them. What he'll do is he'll draw a picture of each of the 12 people that were in that set. He'll put it on one print. He'll sell it to you. You frame it. Put it on your wall. Looks nice. Great artwork. you got to check it out on Instagram. So just... A single wrestler on one print. Is that what it no, is? No, everybody. Everybody. Everybody that was in that series. Right, that's cool. Will be on a print, and uh, he's doing some great work, and everything looks really cool. And uh, I hope WWE takes notice because very talented over there, TTD Wrestling, and they mentioned two great duos, Jr. and the King, Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, man. Hard to argue with that. Sarah, who do we got next? It's nice to see a submission from one of our originals, the LJN Whisperer, Zorro Mendez, with Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, and Jesse Ventura. So Zorro Mendez only voting for three. I know Zorro is a big fan of the 80s, and he gives us three names from the 80s right there. Heenan, Monsoon, Ventura. Only two of those got LJN action figures, so sure, Zorro is upset that Gorilla didn't, didn't get an LJN. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I think a gorilla LJN would have been great. Would have been been bulky, heavy, but it would look great next to Bobby Heenan. It wouldn't have been any more bulky than King Kong Bundy's. Yeah, no, it'd probably be about as bulky as Mr. Fuji's. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. Probably a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, those LJNs. Oh, the colored glasses, the blue glasses. Yeah. Blue glasses, red jacket. That would have been awesome. Gap tooth. Gap tooth. You can't. You can't not have the gap tooth. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? Polish's votes for Bobby Heenan, Joey Styles, Tony Schiavone, and Lance Russell. Oh, come on, Polish's. Another vote for Lance Russell. I don't think Lance Russell's going to make it to the end, but it, it's cool to see him mentioned because that means that we get to talk about him, too. Says you. You can talk about him all you want. I'll sit here and listen. Go for it. Tell me about Lance Russell, Lee, and tell me a story. I was just even say a great storyteller. I mean, all of, of Jerry Lawler's wild views. Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. The person whose voice you'd be hearing telling you about everything that was going on was Lance Russell. I feel like I should be sitting on the floor Indian style, just listening to these stories about Lance Russell. 
And you, with all your knowledge, just blurting out this useless information just watch about Memphis. Lance Russell. I don't want to watch Memphis. Why not? I remember a specific time, and to me, I would love to know if this is accurate, but the first time I ever saw a table used in wrestling was Randy Savage down in Memphis. It was the Poffo Brothers against the Rock and Roll Express. Lance Russell's on commentary. Randy Savage drags Ricky Morton on top of the table and pile drives him through the table. And there's Lance Storm. Lance Storm. There's Lance Russell on commentary. Oh, through the table. Randy put him through the table. And that's about as much enthusiasm as he had. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, why would I want to go back and watch Memphis? <laughs> I don't want to. It was fun. There's fireballs. There's monsters. It's great. Jerry Lawler. <clears throat> Yay. Now, would you agree with Terry Funk's statement that commentators are the most important part of your wrestling show? If you're watching at home, yes. Okay. But it's it's such a difference. I remember going to my first wrestling show, and there was no commentators there. Well, yeah, there were off. commentators there, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. I'm sitting in the seats, and I'm like, what is going on? It was so different. Like, yeah. I thought going to a show, you're going to hear the commentators over the PA system or something. I was... Young, stupid, naive, whatever. But it was such a difference. And watching at home, yeah, those commentators, you know, like I said before, you want they want to grab you and bring you into the show and evoke emotion out of you at home. And that's what that's their job. That's what they got to do. You know. You know what they should have done. You know how like when you go on an airplane and if you want to watch the movie, you can buy like a like a little earpiece to put into your ear. Yep. to listen to the movie. They should do that at wrestling events, and if you want to hear the commentary, you, you just turn it on, and you, you can hear the commentary. You couldn't head. do it, because they don't call the match in real time. I think there's a delay. Oh, so that's... So I think they're calling it, it... Yeah, I think they're calling it in real time to them. Yes. But, if you notice, they're always watching their monitors. Yes. And I think their monitors isn't the time that we're, we're watching at home. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, like, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't line up to what you were watching live. Okay. Good. I think... I'm no, I'm no savant like you. I don't, I'm not positive of this, but maybe someone out there knows. Well, that was just. Know. I mean, I, I kind of just wanted to get that involved so I could get a Terry Funk impression on the show. Well, do you talk about Terry Funk impression? Your commentator is the most important part oh. of your show. Lads. My eye, Lance. <laughs> he got my eye. Lance. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? Next is a submission from Grudge Match Brand. Mauro Ronaldo, Jim Ross, Kevin Kelly, and Ian Riccoboni. Hey, look at that! Kevin Kelly did get a mention, and so did Ian Riccoboni, the voice of Ring of Honor right now. Who? <laughs> Ian Riccoboni. He's been calling Ring of Honor for for the past few years now. Uh, he's, uh, he's a very, very talented young commentator, very knowledgeable, you know, treats it like it's a sport. How much does that guy weigh? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Well, we know who Grudge Match brand is. And the t-shirt that I talk about every week, the Jushin Liger uh, Motorhead shirt, he just re-released it. So now's your chance to go buy it. You can get it as a tank top, too. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Kelly and Ian Riccoboni, two, two uh, of the voices of Ring of Honor right there. You've been putting this t-shirt over for weeks. Oh, I love that shirt. I need to say, I've never seen it. Come on, I know you've seen it. No, I haven't. Really? Yeah, oh. I mean, you, you talk about it, like, you know, you want to make love to it, but... It's a design so good, I would probably get a tattoo of it. You're sick. I know I'm sick, but it, it really is that good of a design. 
It's one of my favorite wrestling shows I've ever. Owned. Why would you put any man's face on your body? Well, it's easy if it's Jushin Liger because you can. It's it's more of a design, it's a mask design. Oh, Robert De Niro. I do have a Robert De Niro tattoo. Yes. Oh, the the schmuck from Pearl Jam. Oh. Uh, what? Oh. Uh, what? Don't you have his face on your body? I do, I do, but what, I, I don't. Name? I don't look at him as the schmuck from Pearl Jam, though. I look at him as Eddie Vedder. It's still a man's face on your body. <laughs> like, oh, okay, there's a face on my body. It's Eddie Vedder. Oh, the, the, the dude from Savage Garden. Soundgarden! It's Soundgarden! It's not Savage Garden! It's Soundgarden! Chris Cornell. Savage Back Garden. Back son. It's not Savage Garden. There was a completely different band. Rosie O'Donnell loved Savage Garden. Soundgarden rockers love Savage Garden. I mean Soundgarden. Oh, you got me all tongue-tied now. You got See? me all tongue-tied. Black Hole Sun, won't you go away? I wanna lay with you forever. Was that really Savage Garden? I believe so. Wow. It's not Soundgarden, though. It's not Soundgarden, you're right. Savage Garden. <laughs> Gone. Who's next, Sarah? Hunter LNR has on his list Jim Ross, Joey Styles, Tony Schiavone, and Michael Cole. The only vote that Michael Cole got. I am shocked at that. That he only got one vote, or that he got one vote at all? Well, both, I think. <laughs> no, because okay, I could John see, Lennon. Like, <laughs> I could see. <coughs> I could see like the newer, um, the newer fans like yeah. liking Michael Cole because there's nothing else to choose from, I guess. But then, like, I don't like Michael Cole, so I wouldn't put him on my list. The thing with Michael Cole is he's been around for twenty three years. That long, consistently huh? for twenty three years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. He's always been involved. He's always. the best they have right now, though, I guess, right? Corey Graves is good. I think Samoa Joe is the best commentator oh, they have please. right now. Samoa Joe's the best nothing. Oh, come on. I think Samoa Joe's awesome at commentary. If he wanted to retire today and switch to that, it would be fine. Ugh, no. But I still would love to see him get a title run. I'd love to see him at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have next, Sarah? Next, we have the list from Johnny D. Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, Joey Styles, and Paul Heyman. Alright, so Johnny D giving us uh, some good names there. Why don't you read the list from uh, Johnny D's Better Half? Angie and Tiverton votes for Nigel McGuinness, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and Bobby Heenan. Angie with a vote for Nigel McGuinness. And I remember that Angie was a big Nigel <laughs> McGuinness fan when he was the Ring of Honor champion, but now she... Uh, she likes him as a commentator. That's a personal pick. Yeah. She's she's going with her heart, she's not her mind. I was just thinking, and when when I saw when she sent me that list and I saw Nigel McGuinness on there, it just reminded me of just just the biggest. It, it was such a tragedy in wrestling. Nigel McGuinness had everything. He had the whole world in the palm of his hand. He got that big contract to WWE with Daniel Bryan. And he fails his physical. How did he fail his physical? I think because he had too many uh, bicep injuries. He had two torn biceps. Oh, so it wasn't like drugs or anything like no, that. No, no, wasn't drug related at all. No. Then he, so instead, he goes and signs with TNA. His first few there's with Kurt Angle. They have awesome, awesome matches, right? Then he just kind of flounders around for a little bit. Then contracts hepatitis C. He's got to retire. That's that sucks. I yeah. didn't realize it was like like that. 
didn't put an end to his uh, commentating career, though, did it? No, it just began. No. It just began. Because he transitioned over to uh, a TNA commentator. He left there, went to Ring of Honor. He was a commentator there. And then finally got that ever-elusive WWE contract. Right. And now he's a commentator for them. Yeah, Nigel McGinnis, uh, I'm just happy to see his name on there. That's really what it comes down to. You should have put him on yours. Nah, I should have, but yeah. maybe he'll make another list. Mount Rushmore. Like what? Another Mount Rush- Rushmore Ring of Honor and the Mount Rushmore. We're gonna do that. Ring of Honor. Why not? TNA. Why not? Why? But why not though? These are these are topics. These are all topics that can be covered. Oh God. Ring of Honor is very underrated. Very. I'm not saying they're not. I mean, one of the best shows I ever went to was a Ring of Honor show. And even those early shows, they were jam packed. I mean, but like, I don't. I'm not sitting there watching Ring of Honor every week. Oh, I, okay. I, Do you know what I mean? I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, I know. I know the gist. I know. You know, a lot of guys that came through there and stuff like that. So I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be putting guys out there like you know Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. You know what I mean? Respectable names, though. I understand, but like, that's just because I know what they have done and accomplished in WWE. Like, you're going to be putting names on there like the Briscoe Brothers, and I'm going to look at you like you have ten heads. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's probably accurate. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe I'll get a co-host that week. Okay. And, uh, 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 Pat? Or play... Pat, I'll, Pat, I'll be co-hosting. <laughs> I'll be sitting in the big white chair watching on. <laughs> Pat, John Cena is you can't see me, but Pat is you can't hear me. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? Now we have the first-time submission from Yankees 1989 with some familiar names. Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura, Jim Ross, and Bobby Heenan. Yeah, that's a that's a great list right there. I, that might even be the same Mount Rushmore that Bobby gave us. And for all we know, Yankees 1989 is Bobby in disguise. Boo. <laughs> no, Bobby would never have a name like Yankees 1989. That is true. That is, I, yeah, you're right about that. What a terrible name. <laughs> hey, but... I, they have they are they're a new follower of ours on Instagram. They've gone back and and done lists for uh, some of our past shows. So they are fans. So I, I wouldn't knock them that bad. Yankees suck. <laughs> 1989 was a good year. Batman came on the year. I'm not saying 1989 was a bad year, but I'm saying the Yankees. The are... mega powers exploded. <sighs> Yankees suck. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? Another new participant, William Lyday, votes for. Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, Jim Ross, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hey, yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper as a commentator. What do we? What do you think about that one? Uh, I don't know. Too hyper for me, I guess. He was. He was just frantic. He was like the Manic. Mojo Raleigh of like commentary. Oh my goodness! But uh, William Lyday, art uh, another great artist. I put up a picture on the Instagram the other day that he drew of Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Uh, really cool. Really cool artist, and uh, yeah, he was uh, nice enough to submit his list here. But yeah, Roddy Piper, oh man, Roddy Piper commentating with Gorilla Monsoon on Tuesday Night Titans, commentating with Vince on Superstars. It was just... Get on your knees! <laughs> yes! Okay, there we go. Let's let's talk about a great Roddy Piper commentary call there. Right there. When, when Randy Savage was proposing to Elizabeth. And would you believe Roddy Piper used to commentate with Gordon Soley? Uh, in Georgia Championship Wrestling and on World Championship Wrestling before he went to WWF. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're too out of control, Piper. Uh-uh. Oh, Am I out of control or am I out of control? Am I out of control or not? Uh-uh. Roddy. 
Roddy, why are you wearing that scarf, Roddy? Did you ever see the Tuesday Night Titans when uh, Roddy Piper just open hand slaps Slowdown for Hayes just right across the face? No. Oh man, it's it's vicious, vicious. Like it's there was a lot behind that slap, <laughs> a lot behind well, that slap. Did it like Lord Alfred Hayes just to go behind him and like pick up his skirt and stuff and like look at his ass? Lord Alfred Hayes is accused of of a few few. Uh, Backstage antics involving Roddy Piper, yes. <laughs> Which caused Roddy Piper to lose respect for him. Yeah, yeah. All I right. didn't like when Roddy Piper got serious. No, it was, it was very strange. Right. It, 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 was, it was like when Robin Williams became a serious actor. Yeah, it was like a downer. Like, yeah, it's like, no, no, you're not supposed to be like that. Right. That's that's, that's not the, the character I've grown to love. Exactly. Glad, I'm glad someone was off. It's kind of like when, when Stone Cold joined up with Vince... At the end of WrestleMania 17, it was like, wait a minute, no. Yeah, but that ended up being something great. With him and Angle? Okay, him and Angle, yeah. I mean, dude, that was... I I think WrestleMania 17 should have ended. Okay, still have Vince come up. Still have him hand Austin the chair. Austin still beats down Rock with the chair, still wins the championship. Same thing. Does the toast with Vince, but gives him a stunner. That's how I think it should have ended. Yeah, but then where, where would the storyline go after that? You have to book everything after that also. Yeah, you're right. I just think that would have been a proper ending for the Attitude Era. Okay. Just have Austin just stun. Everybody? But, you, but you're right. You're right. Where does it go from there? You're right. You'd you're have right. to rebook everything. Yes. Everybody's entitled to their opinions, Ian, even you, no matter how wrong they are. <laughs> but what if... All right, what if you had Austin still go to WCW, and that was why he went to WCW. He's just sick of Vince. He's sick of Vince trying to control everybody and manipulate everybody, and that's his reason just to go over to WCW. Go over to WCW. I don't know, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Jordan from Tennessee suggested that we do a fantasy booking podcast. How would that work? That's what I said. Sarah, who do we have next? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's what I said. How would There's that no, work? Like, did you never, you never even like brainstormed it or anything? I told him like, how, how is that possible? Like, how would we make that possible? It's just too. All right, George, we need a PowerPoint presentation. We do, and uh, just email it to Ian, and we're gonna get this done for you. Yeah, because it, it's an intriguing idea, but I mean, it's just like, do we? Is it like the same thing? Like, do we start with a topic and then each one of us books it? And how far do we book it? How far in advance do we get super cards? What companies do we have? Are we limited to certain rosters? You see, there's so many questions. Go ahead, Sarah. Next is the four from Package Pile Driver Shirts. Jim Ross, Bobby Heenan, Tony Schiavone, and Paul Heyman. No surprise there. We've heard all those names before. Who's next, Sarah? Phil Squared adds votes for Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, Jesse Ventura, and Gorilla Monsoon. Any surprises here, Brian? <laughs> no. Sarah, why don't you read the next one? Next up is Peepo, Now You Know, with Jim Ross, Joey Styles, Bobby Heenan, and Vince McMahon. Any su- any surprises there? Any surprises there, Brian? I don't see any, man. We've been hearing these names often, very, very often. It is it is very, very true. Hey, what do you think about commentators getting involved in storylines? Like Jim Ross. Like Jim Ross on more than one involved. occasion. What about when Kane set him on fire? Yeah, that was a... Uh... That was cool though. That was kind of cool. I mean, it looked yeah. it looked fake as hell. Yeah, well, yeah. It was like corny fake, but like Jim Cornette. 
Like, no, not corny Everybody, like that. Everybody, everyone knows it's corny. God damn! <laughs> no, like, you know, just looked not real. You're right. But it, it was cool. And how about when Stone Cold beat up Vince? Uh, I mean, when Stone Cold beat up JR? Yeah, it was always JR. It was always dual. Yeah, it was either on Jim Ross's birthday in yeah. his hometown, yeah. when he was getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, poor Jim Ross. Poor Jim Ross. I like the coaching storylines, though. The coach is cool. Coach is like a, a like a sleeper favorite of yours, huh? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, all right. I mean, he's not even probably on my top five or six, seven, eight. Maybe is it eight, like the, the ESPN connection? Because I know you're a big sports guy. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. But I th- like he was always like the kiss-ass commentator. Yeah. Like he'd always yeah, want to like, please the boss and yes. you know, kiss the boss's ass. I, just, I like this character. He always reminded me of Carlton from Fresh Prince. Yeah, I could see that. Sarah, who do we have next? Hunter the River Dweller submits Jim Ross, Vince McMahon, Taz, and Jesse Ventura. Taz and Jesse Ventura, two wrestlers that turn their wrestling careers into commentary careers. Imagine Taz and Jesse together in a booth. I don't know, brother. Styles will clash. Where do you get off calling yourself the world's toughest, most suplex machine ever. Toughest, most, toughest, toughest most suplex machine. <laughs> I think the wine's kicking in. <laughs> Where do you get off, huh? And you're coming to the ring with Kiss. Are you gonna let me survive today, Taz? Oh, oh, my fate's in your hands, huh, fella? Oh, man. Well, this punch in the face is for Terry, Tyrell, and Jane. <laughs> Only at WrestleMania. <laughs> Only at WrestleMania, yes, of course. What about when Jesse... <laughs> I think I believe it was WrestleMania Five. He's a gorilla, I have a big surprise for you. And it and it just ends up being him posing. <laughs> they put the spotlight on him, he takes off his jacket, and he just poses. <laughs> and right after that, they show the trailer for No Holds Barred, and Jesse freaks out because he's like, Hollywood is my thing, gorilla. Who does Hulk Hogan think he is coming in on my turf? <laughs> Could you imagine if it was Jesse Ventura versus Zeus? No old mom, man. Excuse me, Zeus. Who are you looking at, sir? <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Sarah, who's next? Billy the Biker with Gorilla Monsoon, Jim Ross, Vince McMahon, and Tony Schiavone. It's a respectable list. It is. It's a very respectable list. And I know I know, we only have one more list left to read, so I'm just going to ask you this question here. What do you think is the greatest commentary call of all time? It's got to be Jim That's got to be Kane! No, McMahon, that's got to be Kane? That's a pretty iconic that's one right there. That's got to be Kane! Or what about, what about the boyhood dream has come true yeah. for Shawn Michaels? But what about... Good God, he's broken in half. He's dead. I think that's the best one. <laughs> I think that's or the Gorilla Monsoon, Andre the Giant. What? The, uh, uh, immovable force meets the irresistible irres- objects. Irresistible something meets the immovable something. <laughs> irresistible. Focus! Irresistible Focus! force. The irresistible force meets the immovable object. And they play that clip at the beginning of every single WWE broadcast. Every broadcast. One, that proves how iconic it is. Two, how the hell could I forget it? Well, you can't forget it. You don't forget anything. Oh, I just did. I you just don't forget it. anything, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot that Bobby Heenan's name was Raymond. 
Well, you won't forget it again, though. No, never again. <laughs> never again. That's how you correct your mistakes. Okay, Sarah, we have one more list. Who is it from? Our last submission comes to us from the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Gordon Soley, Joey Styles, Jim Ross, and Lance Russell. So Tommy Dreamer makes his return to Pro Wrestling Rushmore. And he votes for Gordon Soley, Lance Russell, Jim Ross, and no surprise, Joey Styles. How could... How can Bobby Heaton not be on that list? Well, how? How, Tommy, see. how? Well, you, you know he's going to have Joey Styles. Because, well, of course. You know, I have Joey obvious, Styles. Obvious reasons. Um, I'm sure Tommy grew up, you know, watching NWA, but I know for a fact that he also grew up watching old school WWF. <clears throat> so. Where did Tommy grow up? Yonkers, New York. So he's an East Coast guy, Tommy. Yeah. Jeez. Northeast. Yeah. Northeast. Northeast guy. He's got it. No, Bobby's got to be on that list. But this is Tommy Dreamer's Mount Rushmore commentators right here. Oh, he'll find oh out. come on, Tommy. He'll find out soon enough. He's wrong. Come on, Tommy. How could you leave Jim Ross off the list, Tommy? Who is that? That was Lance Russell. Oh. <laughs> I don't know Lance Russell. I don't know this Lance Russell. It's all right. Aside from the empty arena match where Terry Funk got his his eyeball stabbed. Maybe aye, that's aye. why Tommy aye, loves aye, Lance aye. Russell. Oh, because of Terry. Because Terry Funk. He's Could a big be. Terry Funk guy. So. Could be. Maybe he just watches that Terry mm. Funk versus Jerry Lawler match on loop and he loves it's the call by Lance Russell. It's a great match. I mean, it's a great match. Right. Oh, come on. You guys are going to get hurt here. As calm as can be. As calm as can be. And which is also crazy because, like, there he is standing there in a suit smoking a cigarette with supposedly just a camera guy in the building. But then Terry Funk comes in, you know, in full wrestling gear. Jerry Lawler comes in full wrestling gear carrying a crown. It's like, why'd you guys even bother dressing up? Like, nobody's here. Like, there's nobody here. It's an empty arena match. That's how they dress at home. (laughs) (laughs) That is their street clothes. Jerry Lawler walks around his house with with that damn one singlet strap. (laughs) Drinking a Coca-Cola from room to room. Probably. Lance I Russell's mean, poking I... out his cigarette butts on Terry Funk's back. <laughs> Lance, I, I have a lot of respect for you, but I would appreciate if you didn't do that. Just <laughs> chain smoking. <laughs> I don't like smoking, Lance, but, but uh, alright. Oh. One commentator that didn't get any mention on here was a former AWA and WCW commentator, and that is Lee Marshall. And Lee Marshall, of course, was famous for being the voice of Tony the Tiger. Was he really? They're great! He was, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Lee Marshall. That was a pretty good Lee Marshall. Or Tony the Tiger. Hello wrestling fans, WCW fans, this is Tony the Tiger and this Monday Nitro is great! We also didn't, we, we also didn't mention Eric Bischoff. We did not know. mention Mr. Biscoff. No. We did not. Was there, was, were there any other commentators that you can think of that maybe should have been up here? No, not, not that I can uh, think of right now, off the top of my head. But you know I don't like being put on the spot. What, so. Don Callis? We talked about him earlier. Cyrus. Yeah, very vaguely, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be texting you tonight being like, oh, we forgot to mention this idiot. But yeah. That's... Maybe. Uh, and I'm trying to think of maybe... Uh, Bruno San Martino was a commentator with Vince Ooh. for a while. Yeah, that wasn't good. Oh, he... Vince, I like this guy. He's from Pittsburgh. How much does he weigh? Oh, he wrestles in the big clubs. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Bruno, yeah. No. Superstar Billy Graham, who's commentator at one point. Yeah. No. Oh, about the great Bob Cottle. 
Oh, great Bob Connell, that sounds like Yogi Bear. Didn't Jim Ross love Bob Connell? He loved Bob Connell. He did, right? Loved him like a brother. Actually, he's still alive. I don't remember Bob Connell. I think he's stealing picnic baskets. That's terrific. And calling Ric Flair matches. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at me with his creepy eyes as you're saying it. Like they're wicked wide open, <laughs> like staring, <laughs> piercing through me. Would you rather me look at your wife? <laughs> what the hell? One. You want to talk about the common tales with me, boy? I can't even look at you. Oh, I can't look at me, man. You want a peanut? I'll give you a peanut. <laughs> you want a steak sandwich? I'll give you a nice soft peanut to go with your nice soft shirt. <laughs> Oh. Uh, soft shirt with my Avino. Of course, you know I use fabric softener. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Lee Marshall, voice of Tony the Tiger, right? Just wanted to get a little mention of that there. But, yeah, Lee Marshall didn't wind up on anybody's list. Because he's not great. Sarah, could you please read for us the stats? This episode's Mount Rushmore of commentators is Jim Ross with 23 votes, Bobby Heenan with 16, Gorilla Monsoon with 13, and, coming in a tie for the fourth spot with eight votes each, Joey Styles and Jerry Lawler. Following closely behind with seven votes each, Tony Schiavone, Jesse Ventura, Vince McMahon. With four votes, Gordon Soley. With three each, Lance Russell and Taz. And coming in with two votes each, Mauro Ranallo and Paul Heyman. Alright Brian, so our votes are going to determine who makes it onto the Mount Rushmore. We already have Jim Ross. We have Bobby Heenan. We have Gorilla Monsoon. Now, let's see what your list is. My list is Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, and so help me God, if you son of a bitch, if you have Jerry Lawler on yours, if this ends up a tie, I'm going to be pissed because I have Joey Styles as my last one. So, Monsoon, Heenan, Ross, and Styles. Monsoon, Keenan, Ross, and Styles, which is the ultimate Mount Rushmore anyway, because I have the exact same list as you this week, so that means Joey Styles makes it. Damn right. Joey got Styles it right. is on the Mount Rushmore. We finally nailed one. I, I agree. I think this is this is like this is like the undisputed list right here. That's is, how I right? feel at least. I think so. I think I think we got it right this time. Yeah. I think so. I'm happy like we actually got it right this time. Yeah, I know. This with, is the... like with everyone else. Yes. Yes, so not only did we did we guess the ultimate Mount Rushmore, but we had the exact same list. So I I gotta say that's pretty good. We're on the same wavelength. Maybe we should do a show together or something. Who, you and I? Yeah. No, I wouldn't like that. Ah, probably would never work. I don't have time. Nope, not at all. Alright, so speaking of which, the next list coming up. Now, we're gonna try something a little different here. We got Halloween coming up. COVID or not, still Halloween. Even if you don't go trick-or-treat, you're gonna watch some scary movies, alright? Depending on how scary it is, I mean, it could be Hocus Pocus or it could be Friday the 13th. Who cares? But what we want to do for the next two weeks, okay? Next week, we're sure. We want to do the Mount Rushmore of masked wrestlers. So who do you think belongs on that Mount Rushmore? Who are the four quintessential masked wrestlers? The week after that, we want to gauge some interest because right now, we have an idea for a list. And it's the Mount Rushmore of face-painted wrestlers. Now, when me and Brian first talked about this, it seems kind of obvious who's going to be on that Mount Rushmore. So we're kind of hoping 
that we get some variety in these lists. So you may or may not hear in two weeks that Mount Rushmore are face-painted wrestlers, but we'll give you more information about that next week. But Brian, any final thoughts? No, I, uh, I think it was a pretty good show. I got a nice introduction this time around. You did? I'm happy about. That's very good. I didn't have to go sulk in no corners or anything like that. No, you walked was, out last week. I thought that was it. I didn't walk out, man. I was sitting on a couch. Watching, <laughs> watching some TV. Kayfabe, brother. No, no kayfabe here. <laughs> Keep it real. Keep it real. <clears throat> so, uh, but no, you know what? I shouldn't have accepted accepted that introduction. Because, no? No. Oh. It, because they should have been, you know, should have gotten that right from the get-go. You're right. Like Sarah's lovely and talented. Well. Sorry. What can I tell you? That's all right. That's, uh, it's fine. What it is is what it is. I'm okay with it. All right. Well, for all of you out there, we want you to go on to Instagram, square.circle.history. Reply to any of the pictures on there. Just choose your four. Get your name on the show. Get your list on the show. Go on to YouTube. Go on to the Squared Circle History page. Like, share, subscribe. Hit that notification button, just so that you know the second that a new video goes up. So for Brian... Good night, everybody. And for Sarah. Till next time. This is Ian saying good night. <laughs>